ask you to come here tonight. Uh, Holy Spirit, sweep through this room. Uh, come and fill us up. Just make us uh, known. Uh, give us a discernment to know uh, your plan for our life. Yeah, and I just feel like um, with the Collegiate Day of Prayer tomorrow that there's just just like this power just in the room of just us coming and being united. And um, so I just thank you for that unity, Lord. And I just pray that tonight we would just feel so united in you. And that um, come tomorrow morning, um, we would just have this realization of just that the setting in tonight, just that, um, that we just can change this campus with you. So yeah, so just pray that over us tonight. And um, I just thank you for unity.
can we take a risk right now? Yes, we've only, we're only one song in. <laughs> but can we just say like, like one person at a time or two percent, just shout out things we're thankful for God. Like one word, things that we're thankful for God. Family, thank you. Keep going and shout it out. What are you thankful for God? Thank you, Jesus. What is it, Carol? Yell it louder. I can't hear you. Amen. Kaylee, what are you thankful for God about? about pizza all right i'll take that That's right. salvation amen guys check this there's a reality that jesus died on the cross for our sins like like i've been walking with the lord for 10 years but the reality that like he literally died on the cross and it's his amazing grace that we've been made set free like i can't get over that a sinner anymore, neither are you, yet I still make mistakes, I still fall, but those mistakes don't define me, and neither they, do, they don't define you either, let the reality of that message sink in, and let God do something new in your life tonight.
struck by the everlasting nature of God. He started way before us and he knows us so intimately in this blink of an eye. It's just hard to imagine like in this world how much, like how long it takes us to get to know another person and to love them so deeply. And God crafted us and loved us that way from the start. I often get caught up with just like thinking about forever, what everlasting is really like. So I just want us to kind of meditate on that for a second. Just think, everlasting. That's how long God longs after us. That's how long we long after him. So as we sing this chorus again, just think about that forever. From the inside of our beings, from the bones, from the, just the blood in our bodies, we cry out to him. 
So we just bring that back today. We just sing that to you, Lord. Let's just start from that in my heart and my soul. My heart and my soul, Lord, all for you. That's our heart's desire. <laughs> that from the inside out, you would change us, Lord. Yeah, truly, just I think that's what your gospel does. You change us from the inside out, that we become new people, new creations, Lord. And so, Father, I just pray that tonight may be, this be a night where we get to see who you've made us and see what we have become because of what you've done, God. Hey, Father, this will be a grand invitation to step in deeper and to further into who we are and to see the delight of the Father that you just lavished on us. Lord, I thank you. There's so much grace and love that you lavished on us, God. And it was love that drew you towards the cross and it's love that changes us. So God, take us deep into your love tonight. can take a seat, I think is what we do at this point. Welcome guys, welcome to Alive, that is who we are, we're the college ministry of the Vineyard Church, like you heard earlier, and uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Kundai, and uh, yeah, thanks for the shout-out. Oh, I appreciate that, guys. Um, and yeah, so if, you, if this is your first time here, thank you for coming out. And actually, it would be really cool. If, you, if it's your first time here, would you mind raising your hand? It would just be awesome to see who's 
This is awesome. Come on. Yeah. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, guys, welcome. Welcome to our family. And that's who we really want to be. That our shirts and things may say college ministry of the church, but really what we want to be and what, we, what we're pursuing is to be a family. And, um, yeah, you're welcome to the family. I hope you're really feeling connected. So this is your first time joining with us here. That We've been going through the book of Acts this semester. And um, so Ryan opened up the series, talk about Acts chapter 1. And then we had John speaking on the coming of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Then we've had different messages going through the book of Acts. Ryan's been speaking. And we, uh, this week, we're going through the, uh, the book of Acts chapter 6. And I have the great privilege, privilege and pleasure of inviting up my brother and one of my closest friends, uh, Mr. Mark Hagee, who is a, so he's a, he used to be part of the, well, he still is kind of part of the college ministry, but he used to be part of it as a student. He came here for grad school two years ago. I hope I got that right. And now working here in town, came three years ago. And now working here in, now working here in town, and I sound better now, don't I? Okay, now working here in town, and um, he just has such a heart to serve. And I just really feel like there's no better person uh, who, if anyone here knows Mark Hagee, I'm pretty sure you can, like one thing that like this instant connection that he makes with people and that he really shows that he sees you and he values you as a person. And I think a few people that I met in my life that really embodied the love of Christ like at first point and the first contact like Mark Hagee does. So bro, love for you to come up and bless us the message you have on your heart. Yeah, go Mark. Come on. Mark, let's go. Is it on? Is it on? Mark? Well, I, okay, I, I got to say that, that, honestly, guys, I kind of want to go back to that moment before the nice, very nice introduction, when we were just worshiping God, and we were talking about how amazing he is, because he really is. <laughs> Man, I just feel the Holy Spirit goosebumps right now. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Yeah, I got to change up the order because of that. Um, I want to start by preaching Jesus. Isn't it good to be saved by Jesus? Anybody? Do, do you recognize that Jesus made a way for us to be with God for the rest of eternity? It's done. We get to just receive that. We get to be in the world as people who are already sealed for all of eternity. Wow. <laughs> I mean, isn't it it's so good to be alive? Like, Jesus says that it's his blood that's in our veins. Like, I have been adopted as a son of God. I'm no longer a child of my parents. I'm more a child of the God of the universe. That's the reality that Christians get to live in. That's the reality that, that we get to walk in every day. God, I just want to give you so much praise right now. <laughs> Man, light, one of the ways I, could, I can tell you to think about this uh, is, is that if, if you like to think more negative thoughts, this is one way to think about it. You think 
the, the most important thing that I could screw up is totally taken care of. My eternal destiny, I could totally screw that up, but I can't anymore because Jesus made a way for me. We're not like Muslims who have no hope. They have to work at it. And we're not like other religions where we have to strive for God. We have already been saved by Christ. It's a done deal. It's sealed. Wow. <laughs> that is so freaking good. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, okay. My name is Mark. God be praised. And I, so I've been a coach with Alive for about two years, rounded to that. I was in Sweden for like eight months, so it makes it hard to do the calculations. Um, but just a little bit about me. Uh, I love sushi. I love Dunkin' Donuts, especially 99-cent iced coffees. It's amazing. It's amazing. If you ever want some, just call me and I'm there. I'm there. I love uh, $60 phones off of Amazon. Uh, I just started working at Ameren, so I'm a townie. Townie, come on. Woo, woo. I graduated back in May, and now, now I work here. Uh, I'm somebody who just lives in the moment. So I'm like terrible at remembering stories. I don't know where I met any of you. But I love you in the moment, right? And, and I love God with us in the moment. And, and another, one other thing, I love being challenged. I love the feeling of I get the opportunity to grow. Like when I feel challenged, it's because I know, I get excited because I know that that's something I can step in and become a better version of me than I was a second ago. So I love being challenged. So so I was just a student like you guys, just showing up to a live only like three years ago. And the reason I showed up in November of 2013 was that God just did a miracle in my life. He just changed my heart for righteousness when I was asking him to show me who I am. And he said that my identity is a son of God. He said my identity is that I'm a new creation. And he gave me a heart and a mind to recognize that. And I just, my first thought when he did this miracle in my life was, I need more church. <laughs> I need more church. And I found the vineyard because vineyard was big enough that they had a Saturday night service. And I'm like, praise the Lord, the whole weekend I'm going to be at church. Saturday night, Sunday morning. And what a blessing that was. I cannot stress that enough. That's the, the vineyard, and not so much the vineyard, but the people at the vineyard is the main reason that I live in this town. I'm, I'm from Texas, and I'm from Austin, and Austin is an amazing city. But you know what? I didn't find a tribe of people that challenged me to be a better version of me that I did here in Champaign. And so I'm here today because of people like you. And I'm so, so grateful to what God is doing through you guys and, and through this ministry. So, so what we were talking about earlier, about the amazingness of God, about how we are saved, we are sealed for all eternity, that, I believe, is what the disciples were preaching about, what they were teaching about in Acts, what we've been talking about. We've, we've gone through this for a little while, and we see that we've been able to see how the church in Acts has gone from a, from a waiting and praying church to a proclaiming and praying church. Right? We've, we've, and that, that transition happened with the coming of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit came and filled the disciples so that now they're going out and telling people about this. They had already experienced that truth, but they were waiting and doing the command of Christ that they would wait until the Comforter would come, the one who would fill them with power that they could go out and then proclaim. And that's what we're walking in or getting to look at now is what did the church do once the Holy Spirit came? What was that change? And with the coming of the Holy Spirit, we got to see in Acts that 5,000 people have entered the church, and it's because of that preaching, right? And they're holding prayer meetings, and the disciples and all the people that are following Christ now are sharing everything that they have with each other. There's healings going on left and right, like a crippled man just gets up and walks, and even Peter's shadow is doing some healing. I don't know about you, but that's pretty sweet. (laughs) And the disciples keep preaching. They keep talking about how amazing this God is. And they're not the, not only are Christians noticing it, but people that don't believe in Jesus are noticing it. And that's what we talked about last week. The Jewish high council saw them preaching about Jesus, and they're like, this isn't good. We're losing donations to our giving boxes. We have to put these people in prison. We gotta stop them talking about Jesus because they're taking all the tithes. And so they brought them in to question them, And they beat them and flog them. And you know what? This doesn't change a single thing for the disciples. In fact, what they say is, we are so honored that we were counted worthy to suffer for the God who suffered on our behalf. And so as soon as they're miraculously get out of prison, they go on telling everyone, quote, the Messiah that you are looking for is Jesus. The message doesn't change. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And they go on preaching. And so this finally brings us to Acts 6, where I get to sort of take off. And I think that God has great things to show us through the people uh, that we see in Acts 6. And so I want to pray maybe the shortest prayer ever at Alive. I want to say, Lord Jesus, just make our hearts ready to receive your truth, as shown in Acts 6. Amen. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Make us ready, Lord. All right. Chapter 6, verse 1. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Those who spoke Greek complained against those who spoke Hebrew, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. Okay, I don't like this next verse. Not at all. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers... Okay, I should have told you at the beginning. I hate meetings. Meetings suck. (sighs) Okay. But someday, someday, I will be able to bless you guys with, if if you're ever in a meeting with me, I'm going to try to make it as short as possible because I cannot stand them. Like, I try to get out of them as much as possible. But I think that the disciples did a pretty good job here. We apostles should spend our time preaching and teaching the word of God, not administering a food program, they said. Now look among yourselves, brothers, and select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. We will put them in charge of this business. Then we can spend our time in prayer and preaching and teaching the word. Did you guys catch the priority of the apostles here? I believe that the disciples here are responding to the commission that Jesus himself gave them. When Jesus said, go and make disciples, he said, teach those new disciples to obey the commands that I have given them. 
What does it require to, to go and make disciples and to teach? They said, then we can spend our time in prayer and preaching and teaching the word. To make disciples, you have to actually speak the name of Jesus. You have to talk about him. The disciples in this situation, they desired to do the good work, right? They desired to do the good work of handing out food. So it's not that the good work is, is bad, right? But they know what is most valuable. The bread of life is far more valuable than the best organic, non-GMO, grass-fed, fat-free bread you can find. <laughs> the bread of life is so much more valuable than food. I hope that's obvious. It doesn't matter how many adjectives you put in front of it. The bread of life, Jesus himself, is eternal. And the relationship that we have with him is forever. And there's no bread that's forever except for him. Because he called himself the bread of life. So what I see in this passage is that the disciples only gave up serving food when it held them back from their preaching. It's not, it's not that we don't do the good works, but in this moment, they know that Jesus is more valuable than the good works. They have an opportunity to tell people about Christ, and, and they're not going to let good works get in the way of that. So for us, what does this mean? I think it means let's not leave Jesus out as we lead our lives. Speaking about Jesus should be a priority, and we are called to preach about Jesus as we serve. If we leave Christ out while we're doing all these good things, like let me go volunteer and do this thing, and, but we never speak about Jesus, we're missing out on the apostles' clear priority about teaching and preaching about the word of God, about Jesus. So, continuing in verse 5, this idea pleased the whole group, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch. That's an easy one. A Gentile convert to the Jewish faith who had now become a Christian. And these seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. And God's message was preached in ever-widening circles. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. So this here, I think, is like the introduction to the body of Christ. What does it mean to be a body? It means that we get to help and serve one another. We don't have to do everything, right? By the apostles elevating other people to serve in this capacity, they didn't have to continue doing the food program, even though the food program can still go on, right? But the priority of people learning about Christ, that is something that we, we are called to do by Christ himself. And the Lord Jesus has asked me to do it, and I believe he's asked you to do it too. So, I want to put this into practice. We're called to talk about Jesus, so I want you to turn to someone next to you. I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Talk about Jesus and how his commands have affected your life. Go. Just go.
Okay, if you haven't switched, go ahead and switch. Make sure both people get to talk about Jesus. All right. So, so how, how was that? I want to say congratulations. Congratulations. You're, you're all preachers now because you just spoke about Jesus. It's actually really simple. You know, it's what the apostles were doing. They, they, didn't, they didn't know right off the bat that they would go stand up in front of thousands of people. No, they just, they just talked to their friend and said, hey, do you know about Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about what Jesus told me, right? Let me tell you what Jesus has done in my life. And you know what? It, it brings me so much joy to talk about Jesus. And I made this little list, and I almost don't even want to refer to it, because I want to tell you, what has Jesus done in my life? Like, Jesus has, he said that I'm a peacemaker on the earth. He says that I don't need to worry about tomorrow. Here's a good one. He says that I am more valuable to him than a whole flock of birds, doesn't that make you feel good? So sometimes in our like, in environmentalist world, it seems like the birds are more valuable than the people. But you know what? That's not how God sees us. He says that we are so valuable to him that he's counted the hairs on our head. He knows our every thought, and he cares about everything going on in our life. And we get to go and tell our friends about this. It's a big deal what God has done for us, what he says about us. And since since I'm terrible at remembering stories, I want to tell you a story about that happened today. Uh, I can't go back very far, so I can only go back like three, four hours. Uh, so actually, over lunch today, I was, I was getting all nervous because I'm like, I have to come talk to you guys. I'm like, oh gosh. But, uh, and I was like, I have to practice. I have to practice what I'm going to say. And, and I was like, you know who should listen? My Muslim coworker should listen to my message. So I, so I went over to him and I said, hey, Midhat, will you, will you listen to my message? I just want some feedback and I know I need to practice and it'd be better if I just had someone to, to talk to instead of talking to the wall. I mean, I, and I didn't say, but I could have said, oh, I don't want to just talk to the Holy Spirit, you know. But he would not have understood that at all. <laughs> and so I got to tell my Muslim coworker everything I'm telling you guys about how it's my duty, it's my joy to talk about Christ to, to other people, other people, you. <laughs> and, and, and at the end, he was like, wow, that was pretty good. You know, what time are you going tonight? And I said, eight o'clock. And he's like, oh, okay. I think he might be praying for me right now, praying for you guys. And I, pr I pray that he is. I pray that he is. Um, so... That's just, that's just an example of how I saw an opportunity to be able to talk about Christ to somebody else, and I, I want to step into those opportunities. I don't want to shy away from them. And, and I, think, I think we need to be wise in that, and we're going to see now how to become wise in that, because we don't want to force Jesus down someone's throat. But the Holy Spirit can give us wisdom in this, and actually we're going to talk about somebody who was full of God's grace and power to do these things. He was full of wisdom. And this man was Stephen. Stephen was one of those seven who was selected to carry on the, the, the food program, right? And so I'm going to continue in verse 8. Stephen, 
A man full of God's grace and power performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. Holy cannoli oil. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Unlike of the things that someone could tell, talk about someone else, right? If they could like tell a nice thing about me, that is right there, just above, Mark, you are the sushi master extraordinaire. <laughs> that, I, that someone would say that I am full of God's grace and power is amazing, right? And as, as I prayed about this verse and what it shows us, I saw that this is the first time that we've heard of Stephen. I mean, we heard of him like two verses up, but the, we've never heard of Stephen before. And what this means is that he, he was no special guy. He wasn't one of the apostles. He was just a guy. He was just a random Christian. Dare I say, he was just a normal Christian. But how did Stephen get to be this kind of normal Christian, walking around full of God's grace and power? I can tell you that he was not born that way, like Lady Gaga would say. He, he, must, <laughs> he, he must have grown into it. Not everything are we born into. Some things we have to grow into. And, and I know that this is biblical because even Jesus had to grow. In Luke 2.52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and all the people. So if Jesus had to grow, we have to grow. That's for sure. I, I don't know about you guys. I have to grow for sure. But, but again, like, how, how did Stephen grow? I think the analogy of a seed is very helpful here. How do we grow? We grow just like a seed does. A seed gets planted in the ground, and it, and it dies. It has to die to itself. It has to stop doing things the way it used to be. It has to stop being a seed for it to become a plant for it to become just a bud of a plant, for it to eventually have fruit. It has to change its, its mind about things. It, it, it dies to what it used to know, and it begins to push out into things that it does not know. And as it pushes its roots out, it begins to find like, oh, oh, that's up, and that's down. And as it pushes its roots out, it finds out like, oh, there's water over here, and oh, there's like iron and nickel over here, and I need that to grow, you know? <laughs> that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing that plants learn you know when they go to plant school and as they grow <laughs> and as that, that is what we are, I think that this is what this section of scripture for me this is what God put on my heart is that we need to be like seeds who are growing and pushing into areas of the kingdom of God that we may not be comfortable in. Because if we just stay seeds, if we just stay babies in the kingdom of God, we will never know the fullness of what God is bringing us into. We, we may never be said that you are full of God's grace and power because you never stepped into anything. But this is what a seed does. And Jesus told us to be seeds in his kingdom that we are meant to deny ourselves and pick up the cross and go where Jesus is going. Stephen was faithful in, these, in little things before we ever heard about him in the Bible because the first time we hear about him is after he's grown. 
right? He was faithful in these little things and just stepped out. So what, but what did Stephen do to get there? Like what, what does it practically mean to, to grow for us? Like as, as college students, as young adults. Um, and I put together a little list here and see if any of this resonates with you. Uh, one of the things I thought of is maybe we could spend a little extra time in bed and pray during that time in bed. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're not someone who prays, why don't you just pray a little bit? Maybe it's uncomfortable for a while. Maybe you'll stay uncomfortable. But you know what? When you're uncomfortable, you'll be growing, right? Maybe you put on worship music instead of listening to the radio. Maybe you start writing things that you're thankful for in a journal. Maybe you invite someone to a live or to church. What about leading an outreach or just, or just going to an outreach? I, I want to encourage you to go to HOTS. Healing on the Streets is happening tomorrow on campus in the Union. And David Hamilton, where's he at? David Hamilton knows all the details. You, what, what, tell, tell the details. What is it? I have grown personally from Sockham so much, and it's because he was so uncomfortable, and I stepped into it, and, and I feel like God met me as I saw someone's knee get totally healed. They walked away like, you know, came up limping. They walk away without their crutches. That happens at HOTS. That's something that I think God is calling us into, and that's what Stephen walked in. He performed amazing miracles and signs among the people, Right? We, we can grow into this, and HOTS is one of the great avenues for doing that. I totally recommend that you should sign up for the School of Kingdom Ministry. Like, we are beyond blessed to have the School of Kingdom Ministry at the church just down the street. Maybe what you need to do, if, if, if you're comfortable with, with so many things, maybe you need to be standing on a street corner and asking God to highlight people for you to talk to about Jesus. Maybe you need to pray for somebody here at Alive tonight. Maybe that's something you can step into. Make yourself a little bit uncomfortable so that we can continue growing in our individual lives and as a family. So growing can be anything. It can be slow. It can be fast. It can look totally different for all of us, and that's, that's okay. But let's just make sure that we're growing. Before you know it, people will be saying that you are full of God's grace and power. I believe that we're called to grow into this kind of normal Christianity. I believe that God is calling us into that, that as we are like seeds who die to ourselves and we put our roots out, that God will show us, show us how we can be used in the kingdom. Show us that we can be a positive force on on this earth and in people's lives, that they could have eternal consequences of being with God forever. It's It's worth it. It's worth it. So, 
We can quickly see, though, that not everybody likes people who are like Stephen. In, in verse 9, there's a whole group of people who start to debate with him, and they're from all over the place. And in verse 10, <laughs> we see the fruit of Stephen's life. It says that none of them was able to stand against the wisdom and spirit by which Stephen spoke. Guys, we have the same spirit. God hasn't changed in 2,000 years. The same spirit that was in Stephen is alive in us today. Okay, so we're going to do another activity. I want you guys to turn to the person next to you and tell them one way that you can step out and grow tonight or this week. Tell the person next to you that you can grow, that you can grow sometime this week. <laughs> Tonight's okay too. Okay, could I have the, the bands come back up? All right. So, so there, there you have it. I think, I think that, uh, and I believe that Acts 6 tonight, uh, it shows us and it shows me that we are called to preach about Jesus as, as we serve the body of Christ, and we are also called to grow into this normal Christianity. We get to partner with God in his priorities, not only for ourselves in our personal walk, as we grow personally, but we are called to partner with him in his priorities for others as well, which is that they would also come to know Jesus. And we need to talk about Jesus. Let his name be found on our lips. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, I just, I ask that you would help us to step into this together as a family. Lord, I pray that you would help us to see that we are indeed called to talk about you, Jesus, with our friends, with our neighbors. Lord, like Stephen, would you fill us with wisdom and your spirit to know how, how to have, have honor when we talk about you and, and honor for the other person when we talk about you. God, I thank you that you call us to grow into grace and power-filled, normal Christianity. I thank you, God, that you make all this available by your spirit who has not changed, God. The same spirit of power that came at Pentecost is available to us today and tonight. Lord, help us to grow in the grace and in power that people would say that about us they would say that about alive. They would say that about the church in this city. God, we just, we just love you so much. I love you so much, God. You just totally wrecked my life and made everything different and, and better by breaking me out of my comfort zone. 
Lord, I ask that you would just give us eyes to see the opportunities around us, that we too would step out into the things that you have prepared in advance for us to partner with you in. Whatever that growing looks like, Lord, I just ask that you would meet with us tonight and this week, that we would be bold to give thanks publicly for what you've done for us. so worthy and we just love you just bless everyone in this room it's in Jesus name I pray have as much of them as you want. So if you want more of them, would you just lift your hands? You don't have to want more of them, but just so you know, there's more of him.
that message so good tonight? Like, come on. It just stirs something in you. Like, I want that. Like, I want to see God move and work in my midst like that. And if that's, if Mark's message stirred anything in you like that, I want to invite you guys that this normal Christianity lifestyle, it's available for all of us, like Mark said. And if there's anyone in here who wants God to impart a grace, an ability to do something that you couldn't do before, the grace to live out a normal Christianity lifestyle, live out a lifestyle like Stephen, that people will see you and see the power of God in you, the wisdom of God in you, and will be left worthless, be left speechless. If that's something that you want to see God move and restore in your own life, I want to invite you guys in this moment to lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands to act of surrender, to act of God, I want this. 
exhausted. And if you guys, if, you, if your hand is down and you're near someone with his hand up, if you're comfortable, please lay your hand on them. We're going to lead them to prayer. We're going to bless them and impart the reality. I'm assuming that if your hand is up, that you're walking in that. That's why I invite you guys to pray over them. I'm just going to lead you in a, in a prayer real quick as we do that. Yeah, I just, I just feel like this is an opportunity to, you might not know how to pray. You might not feel comfortable in prayer. But the same Jesus that lives in me, that lives in Mark, that lives in Kundai, lives in you. And I promise you just step out in faith. He wants to show you that he can use you tonight. Will you let him use you? Father, I thank you for the seeds that have been sown tonight, God. Father, I thank you for the journey that we've gone, that we first died to ourselves, Lord. And I thank you that Jesus is so good and you're so worthy that we receive that, Lord. And Father, I pray that you give us the grace. Father, I pray for every hand lifted up right now, Lord. I pray for every person that you impart the grace, the grace, God, to see the beauty of who you are and to step into uncomfortable places knowing that you meet us there, Lord. I pray, Father, that that grace comes with faith, God, with that perspective of heaven, knowing that God meets me in the places where I feel uncomfortable. And that my Father never lets me down. And I have the confidence, I have the ability, I have the same spirit that lives in Stephen, the same spirit that empowered the apostles to break and release that church. I have that same spirit living within me. And that God is not a God who has favorites, God is not a God who anoints some and leaves others, that he releases the kingdom on anyone who beholds it. And God, I pray right now for every heart that's beholding your kingdom, God. I pray that you release the grace, God. I thank you for the life changes in this room, Lord. I thank you that lives are never going to be the same after tonight, God. I thank you that lives have been marked by your grace and marked by your beauty tonight, Lord. And Holy Spirit, just say increase. Increase in this place, Holy Spirit. I just feel like, too, this is something, it's a value that we always want to do. We just bless the people who are being ministered to right now. But if you do want some more personal prayer, if you're heavy, if there's issues on your heart that you just want someone to talk to, that you want someone to partner with you, to pray for you about, it's all confidential. There's going to be some good leaders, good people, and they're leaders because they're servants, and they're friends, and they're trustworthy. And they would love just to step with with you, link shoulder to shoulder, hand to hand, and just pray with you. So feel, please feel free. Partner with someone's faith. Let someone in during these next songs of worship.
church let's sing this like we mean it let's go let's go
do you guys believe this word? Do you guys believe this? Seriously, I want us to, re I want us to sing this chorus again. And if you don't believe it, that's okay, but I want you to sing this over your life. Because Romans 8, 11, the good book says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. And I want us to declare this over our lives. So let's sing this, church.
And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. The spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead shall give life, shall give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that lives within you. God, as we close out the night, we just want to end with declaring that you fill us up, God. That you speak your breath and your life and your spirit into us, God. So that as Mark said, that we will go and be your voice. That we will go and be the vessels. That we will go out in the dark and we will be the light. That we will be the change that the world needs. Because what the world needs is Jesus Christ. So God, I pray that as you breathe your breath into us, God, that we would be the life and the hope and the love that this world needs. Meet us here tonight, God. Change us from the inside out. Breathe into us just like you did when you formed us out of the dust. In Jesus' name. 
there's an invitation right now that there's been people asking for more and I actually had my eyes closed and I felt like God just said invite people up who really like only mean it who want more of him just to come up here and kneel and I got scared and I'm like Lord no one's gonna come like that's gonna be weird it's gonna be crazy and I look over and I see David Abby Ann Carol they're already doing it and so like literally this between you and God, this isn't a show, but during this song, if you feel it on your heart, just come up front here. Just get real and raw with God, on your knees, with Him.
such a thickness in the room right now and I just feel like there's really like an anointing right now an invitation that like I'm done like and not that you've even been playing games because you haven't but there's really an invitation to go Lord I'm giving you my everything if that's Africa I'm going if that's Canada I'm going if that's staying in Champagne my life I'm staying like like that I'm giving you this relationship I'm giving you like I'm giving you it all God and like there was a word given to me for me, but I think it's for some of you. If your armor is scratched, if your armor's beat up, guess what? That means you've been in the fight. That means you've been in the fight. And so like, I know there's not even, can everyone just scoot up like one foot if you can? Because I think more people are, I don't know what it is about the front, but there's just something. But I, again, we just went way off script, but I just feel like Matt's supposed to sing this over us. And if this is you, again, between you and the Lord, I just invite you to just get on your knees with him. If there's just something holy about being on your knees and crying out and saying, God, I'm giving you my all. I'm giving you my everything. And I'm saying, have your way. And guys, here's the thing. If we can't do it in here, how are we going to do it out there? But we're doing it in here. We're doing it here. If you're up here, if you're back there, the Lord is moving. He's doing something in you. And I promise you, when his spirit comes, just like Stephen, Stephen was an ordinary man, but he was a bold man filled with the grace and the power of the Lord. And we just breathe that on you right now, God. We just breathe that on you right now. So here's the invitation. Will you give him your everything? Will you lay it down to him and say, God, I give you my life. I give you my dreams. I give it all to you, God, because without you, what the, heck, what the heck of the reason we're living? And we've trusted that he has better dreams and better plans for you than you do for yourself. And then I promise that if you let him move in your life and you just say, yes, God, I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm done trying to understand it. I'm just saying, have your way. Use me, God. Just watch how he uses you and be amazed because it's not you, it's him. Lacey's giving you hope right now that he's got a better job for you in Jesus' name. 
So let him just minister to you. Spend this time, you and him, you and him. God, we give you our everything. picture him in the room right now, guys. Just picture his face. Just picture him up here. Just sing this to him.
are so, so good. God, we want to give you everything in our lives. May we hold nothing back. <laughs> we just want to give you so much praise. and We can't even express it sometimes. We want to give you so much thanks and we don't even have the words. God, we give you praise in this place. And I think a fantastic way to end the night would be if, if we, we begin, we're beginning to see how good God is. We're getting to see how amazing he is far above the highest aspirations of this world. He is so much better than that. And so what he is worthy of is for us to just take a break in our lives every once in a while to just praise him. Just take a praise break for the Lord. So, okay. And so, and so, let's take a praise break right now. We're just gonna take like, take like five or ten seconds to just yell to the Lord. <laughs> yes, because God is so worthy of our praise. He's worthy of us to go out on the quad and to take a praise break for him. He's, he's worthy. He's, he's, he's worthy yesterday. He'll be worthy tomorrow. And God, I just, I ask that you would show us your glory even more. Like as we press in for the rest of this semester, would you just encounter us and, and teach us how to grow, teach us how to speak honorably of you to those around us, that they too would see you for who you really are. A great, great God. So, we're gonna do a praise break right now. Praise break! Jesus! God, you're so worthy! God, you are so great! You're amazing! God, you're so amazing! We love you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! As we end the night, let's sing this chorus out one last time like we mean it.
Jesus, you're amazing. We just declare in this place tonight, like, you are amazing, God. Unspeakable, unfathomable. God, what you've done in our hearts and our lives. God, you didn't tell us we were one day going to be the light of the world. You declared us the light of the world and you sent us out. So God, I pray that you would cement that in every heart tonight. That wherever you go, no matter what is in your past, wherever you go, you are the light of the world because Jesus lives in you and he's the light of the world. So we love you guys. We send you out. We bless you guys. Amen. Hold, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Brad, come back to the mic. Actually, Brad, just come up here. So I just feel like this guy has something to really like. Not, like that was a nice prayer, but there's something more. Like, there's this, there's this thing called impartation, right? We all have keys to different doors. And this guy used to lead this college ministry back in the day. This guy has traveled across the country with his family with barely any money to plant churches. This guy has been hurt and betrayed, but yet he still stays faithful to the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And the Lord told him to come back here, and he comes, and he just lives by faith. And he's constantly dreaming. He's constantly believing in people and just calling out destiny people. If you guys don't know who you are and what you're meant to do, find this guy. Because this, no, I'm serious. He's laughing because he doesn't want to own it, but he does. He calls out destiny kingdom into people. He mentors me. He mentors the coaches. And this guy's just a radical guy that lives by faith. Brad, I really feel like you have a key to impart to us tonight, man. You've lived this. You've done it. And you're not done. Your story's not over. I know you know that. Well, I've literally got no voice right now. So it's not going to sound super awesome. I feel like there's a call on some people's lives here tonight um, that you feel uncomfortable sometimes, like in the church setting. Like, is there anybody who's just like, you, you know you fit in here and you know you're accepted and you know you're loved by God, but there's something about you that feels like a bit of an outsider sometimes. Anybody in the church ever feel that way? It's okay, I do. Lift your hand up, be proud about it. Sometimes I feel like an outsider. Listen, that's because you haven't been called to be a teacher of God's word or a pastor in the church. You've been called out to do new things. Is there anyone whose heart just burns to birth new things in the kingdom of God? Of those, that group that raised their hands. Would somebody, okay, get your hands up again so people can see where you're at. Okay, right on. All right, if, look around. If you don't have your hand up, would you go put some hands on these people? I just want to say, like, in the plate, there's still some people that need some people on them. So, guys, come on up. Come on. You're, if, you did, if your hand wasn't up, you're on the ministry team. So listen, like, some of you are feeling like you're oddballs because you feel left out or you feel excluded in the church. And the way that you're made, the way that you feel, the way that you see the world, the way that you dream, the way that you do new things and you have just a burning desire, like, not that you hate the church, but, man, there's just something in you that's just like, I just don't feel like I belong here. And what God is saying is that's how I made you. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be, don't be sad about it. Like, own it because God made you that way because you were made to go out and do new stuff in the kingdom. And he's, he's not only, like, giving you vision and giving you dreams, but he's giving you the tools that you need and the people.
people around you to go do that thing. And it's scary, but he's calling you to it. So God, I just pray that you would give these people just just a, a level of faith that can believe that they are who you say that they are. That the way that they feel is not a mistake. God, you've made them this way. God, they've been forgotten in the church, but God, you need them in the church because they're meant to start stuff. Every single thing that we've ever been a part of was started by somebody stepping out in faith. Every church, every, this ministry, everything that you've ever been a part of that has anything to do with God, it was started by someone who just said, God, I believe you birthed something in my heart and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get at this thing until I see it come into the world. So God, increase vision. God, places where they've dreamed big and people have like went, oh, that's silly, that's stupid. God, I break that off of them, dream bigger. You have the God of the universe living within you, the most creative God who ever existed. And we feel ashamed when we create and we think big. So God, I just bless these men and women who just are just kind of odd people like me. God, just breathe in their hearts and, and enlarge in that thing. Show not, and sometimes it's frustrating because we get this gigantic dream and we have no idea how to go after it, but God always gives you that first step in front. He's not gonna give you the whole path. He wants you to trust him along the way. So trust him with that first one. And there'll be another one, I promise. And then there'll be another and another and another. And all of a sudden, you'll look back and you go, oh my gosh, that thing that God birthed in my heart is is behind me now. Holy Spirit, breathe on these men and women. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. More, God. More, God. Man, I see church planting on some of your lives. You have a dream of of what the church looks like that isn't out there yet. It's not status quo. It's something new. It's something that God wants to do for your generation, and it doesn't look like what's out there yet, and he's birthing it in you right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I see new ministries that, that aren't yet touching people who need it in this city, and they're being birthed in your hearts right now. Just bless him in the name of Jesus. Just bless him, God. More, God. Thank you, God. God, I pray for a releasing of your gifts in this room, God. A releasing of prophecy, God. A releasing of healing, God. These aren't cool things that you just do like magic tricks, God. These are meant to extend the kingdom in the places that you called us to. More, God. Thank you, God. There are unreached people on this campus that what is available right now isn't working yet for them, and he's birthing something in you that will get to them, that will love them, that will show them that they're valued and that they're loved by God. Thank you, God. Bless them.
ministered on. I'm just going to ask Brad to sing this song over you. Since you hear his voice, I just pray you hear Jesus' voice. Sing this over you. Stay in this, stay in this moment. Keep getting prayer. Just keep dwelling. If you're done getting prayer, we release you. You can go out in the foyer and get some snacks. But if you're still getting prayer, just stay up here. Come and raise me. 